Mark, I have a new podcast segment idea that's going to be amazing. Even more amazing than James tells Mark about his poo? Brace yourself for this answer. Yes. Wow. Oh, hang on. I have to, I have to get this. Hello? Yes, that's right. It's a play on words. In this instance, ass means a donkey, but it also means a man's bottom. No worries. That's why I'm here. Sorry about that, James. What's all this about? Oh, I run a joke explanation service now. It's my new thing. Is there any money in that? Well, they mostly pay me with memes and also gifts. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I have so many PayPals now. Cool. Hey, guys. Hey. hey, Chris. I just conducted an interview with Stephen Hawking for the podcast. We talked about his new theory of space travel and folding time. It was amazing. That's great. Yeah, I didn't record it or anything. Well, that's less great. Could you at least talk about it on the podcast? No, I've already forgotten a lot of it. And also, it didn't really happen. Ah. I have another idea for an amazing segment. Better than Mark grabs a stranger? Brace yourself for this answer. I don't know. What's the segment? Chris's interpretive dance. On a podcast. Yep. That idea makes me want to cough blood onto a swan. Wow. This is going to be the best episode ever. The world is falling on Man Bites God presents... Welcome, guys and girls and others, to Theatre of the World. Uh, This is a podcast that we do. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And every episode what we do is we take one word, a single word, and we use our mouths to make that word into a God word that others worship from afar. And we take that word and we use it as the basis for songs and stories and scripts and bollocks. And we talk about it until the word is no longer just a word. It's a way of life. (laughs) Today's word is horror. Ooh, horror. Yeah, motherfuckers. Didn't see that coming. Of course you did. It's written on the podcast. So horror. And the way we start every episode is we need to define horror. We need to know what it's about. We yes. turn mm-hmm. to Mark and we say, Mark, here, make it the fact bombs now. Okay. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. So I'd just like to cut in there and say my last sentence was, here, make it the fact bombs now. No. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll cut that one. Horror. Horror. <laughs> The Horror Horror Power Station was an early hydroelectric <laughs> power station on the Waikato River in New Zealand. It sounds like an <laughs> 80s band. Horror Horror Power Station. Yeah. I would love to see Horror Horror Power Station. Yeah. Yeah. It was the country's first large-scale power station, completed in 1913, and initially it was built to service a gold mine, but the power station was expanded to supply a significant part of the North Island. In 1947, Lake Karapu was finally formed behind the Karapiro power station, submerging Horror Horror. It was kept generating until the last possible day due to power shortages, with the turbines and generator units being left in place. To the amusement of onlookers, two generators continued to rotate and thrash the rising waters, <laughs> even after the water had almost covered them. I would, I would, I would love to watch that as well. Fact bombs. Great. Wow. Horror, horror. Horror, horror. <clears throat> That's horror in 2D. Mm-hmm. I found this in a notebook. Yes. And I thought that if I were to ever write a horror short story, a la your Stephen King, yeah. mm-hmm. this would be the perfect sentence to close the horror story with. Great. Is it about a writer? So we've got the end of a story <laughs> about a writer. I can make it about a writer. It isn't. <laughs> but it's, it's a true story. Like okay. I wrote this in a notebook because I'd actually seen it. Okay. But I want you to imagine that it's the last line of a horror story. Kay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Got it. At Flinders Street Station, there was an older couple in their mid-50s, saying goodbye at 9.30pm after what looked like it must have been a first date. The woman said, 
Thanks, Gordon. I had a nice time. Sorry I kept bugging you about religion. (laughs) Gordon just smiled, a sad, desperate kind of smile, and then asked when he could see her again. The end. (laughs) Religion. That's a real story. Oh, my God. I wanted to talk to Gordon about his night, Uh, but he was trudging wearily towards the train. You know, there's there's women out there who won't bug you about your religion. Uh, Gordon, Gordon, you're in your 50s. You've met someone online. You've given it a go, and she sprung religion on you. The horror. Oh, oh, that poor man. Oh, that poor man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about horror. All right. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you about a place on the internet you can get yourself a dose of horror. Ooh, Ooh. is this a website? Yeah, might as well be. Chris's, Chris's website. Keep things spicy tonight. Yeah. So, uh fucking hell, you've got all FM on. You're very FM. All right, cold chisel rocking into the dawn. So, a lot of people might already know about this site. It's called creepypasta.com. Do you pasta. know? Pasta. Do you know? P-A-S-T-O-R or P-A-S-T-A? No, pasta. Because I'll be honest with you, creepy pasta, mm. <laughs> that sounds like a warning to a lot of churches. Yeah, there could be some creepy pasta on the creepy pasta. It's, it is possible. Mm. Do you know what the creepy pasta is? No. Oh, you're usually so in touch. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus. Do you, know, um, do you know how they created the creepy pasta website? Source code. <laughs> sort of a joke. Uh, sort yeah. of. No, it's oh, fuck you. That's good. I'm trying. Uh, you sure are. I did, and then all I did was sit here and try and think of all of the pasta sauces I could and see if they fit. Uh, Seafood marinara plus plus. Bechamel. Nothing. Um, so you should watch your carbonara footprint. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now we've all done one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you don't know what creepy pasta is? Okay. Okay. Good. No. Up. We're, we're dying. This. We're dying tonight. You're not keeping it pacey anymore, are you? Chris? So <laughs> creepy pasta is. Let's just go to a song. A. Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of a it's like memes. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of a an internet based social. Uh, place where people write creepy stories uh-huh. that are questionably urban legends, but are you know at at best kind of cool Edgar Allan Poe type short stories, mm-hmm. and edit pictures and make them as creepy as possible, put ghosts in things and that sort of stuff. Is this where the Slender Man came from? Correct. The oh, Slender okay. Man did come from Creepy Pasta. Can I ask what is the connection to pasta? Uh I don't know that there is... It, it, it's just the name look, of something. I think if I explain it as it all came from 4chan, yeah. then um, that pretty much explains But, you know, like when you've got to register thing. a domain, there's a lot of namespace pollution out there. Like it's really hard to find something unique that's catchy. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're just smashing words together. Yeah. Right. So if you see a story online which doesn't seem to be based in any kind of real truth that's about some kind of serial killer or photographs of dead children in a Whoa. playground or things like that, yeah. then it's probably text. it's probably been generated by Creepypasta. And so, yes, The Slender Man is probably the most famous mm. Creepypasta, which, of course, ended up in a 14-year-old girl being stabbed multiple times yeah. by her friends. Comedy podcast. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what The Slender so Man is. So you don't know The Slender Man? I don't know that word you said earlier where the website came out of. What was that word? So do you remember in our time um, it was referred to as the boogeyman, basically a terrible, scary person that will come and steal you from your bed. A candy man. The slender man. So if you go online, you'll find photographs. People have photoshopped a tall, dark figure into the background of of ordinary photos. But a creepily tall. Yeah, creepily, weirdly stretched kind of of man. (laughs) No. But two girls um, bought into the whole concept and thought the slender man was telling them that they needed to kill their friend and stabbed her 14 times in a paddock. Can I can I weigh in here since we're in misery? Yeah. <laughs> it's horror. It's the horror episode. One of the best comments I ever heard about things like that yeah. is like often rock music or like a certain movie is blamed for someone going psycho and doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, and the best comment I ever heard, and I don't know who said this, but, but they wrote about it and they said, hey, guess what? Those people were going to do that. No matter what, yeah, they. This is the thing that they used to 
you know, justify, justify. it. Mm. But if it wasn't that, it was going to be something else. Yeah. If it wasn't Helter Skelter, it yeah, was yeah, going to yeah. be something else, Fight Club. It doesn't yeah. matter. Well, as it turns out, one of these girls had a uh, history of mental issues. So there it is. She, yeah. but you know, there was a psychosis involved because the two of them. It's a, there's a there's a kind of a good documentary that was made by HBO about Slender Man, which is um, interesting if you want to if you want to find out about Creepy Pasta. <laughs> but go to Creepy Pasta and read about some of the stories because they're but all don't a bit stab scary. Anyone. Don't try not to stab any. Don't Cre- get involved. Creepy Pasta. I'll tell my cronies about it. Macaroni. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell. Just comedy podcast. Have you been, guys. Have you been trying to trying to get back from the holding girl? Yeah, good. So is that the end of Chris's website? Yeah, why not? Yeah, oh, okay. Right, I'll yeah. shut the door on that shit. If you need more space, if you want to improve your place, come on in today. Come without delay. Come and see our family savings and loans. Hey, let's do a segment I like to call Uncle Henry. Oh, Uncle Henry. I love that your surprise morphs into the theme song. <laughs> oh, that, gosh, that makes me smile. Um, real quick one. You know, Uncle Henry once gave me advice about women. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, by the way, unsolicited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just came up, uh, just at a family function, just across the table. He's turned to me, he's gone, you know what? I reckon James could use some advice on how to meet women. <laughs> Oh, bring on the jokes, guys. Bring on the jokes. You like? Um, he just saw you and put two and two together? Yep. Yeah. I was crying. Um, this was Uncle Henry's advice. Meet a girl with a car so she can drive you places. Ah. Solid advice. You did that, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't the be-all and end-all. It's very hard to take what Uncle Henry says seriously because, and this is segues into my next bit, Uncle Henry's own dog bit him. <laughs> Now, now I believe that you can tell a lot about a person from the kind of person they are with pets. Uh, you know, if you're a dog person, you're a cat person, that, that, that to me, it, there is a certain personality, you know, type or traits in those. But a person whose own dog bites them, and there's not a new dog, a dog he'd owned for about a decade and had just slowly driven mad <laughs> to the point where the dog just went, and that's enough. I'm going and I'm taking you with me. <laughs> Just this neurotic Betty Davis kind of a dog who just one day went, oh, that's it, and just, oh, fuck you, i bite your hand. Imagine that, literally biting the hand that was feeding you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Feeding you things that he'd found in a graveyard. Oh, what kind of person whose own dog bites him? Feeding oh. you a mixture of wine and coffee that he had in his thermos from oh. a dinner party the night before. Here's some food I got from a temple. Oh, God. Just insane. Getting back to Uncle... Henry's advice on women. Yeah, I mean that's good advice. Yeah, uh, it's not, but it's not criteria. It's a no. It's, it's terrible criteria. Yeah, like, so it's not really good advice. Yeah, but no, I mean it's true. If you uh, meet a woman and you um, end up entrapping that woman in some sort of relationship, sure. and she has a car, she probably will have to drive you places. Yeah, but then that's that's not helpful. Yeah, that's not good advice. Yeah. Then, like, is that either going to happen? It does if you need not. to get around. Let me put it this way: if I were putting Uncle Henry's advice into practice. I would be walking up to girls in bars going, so, do you own a car? Would you drive me places? <laughs> All right, I'll buy you a drink. That's terrible yeah. advice uh, is what I'm saying. Um, so I'd like to do a little segment that I like to call Mark's Shop. Oh, does Mark's Shop have a theme song? It does. Next customer, please. Oh, got it. Thank you. Okay, sorry. It, it took me a while. Ready? Next customer, please. Welcome on in to Mark's Shop. Mark's Shop. Oh, late. <laughs> oh, like, but uh, we both looked at him, and there was that like confusion yeah, on his yeah. face. Like, what? what? Am I supposed to do something? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That bit that I improvised one time. Inappropriately represented. One time. One time. So, Mark's shop this week. Welcome to Mark's travel agency. Oh. Where I will attempt to sell you a lovely horror day. Oh. Oh. And just before we want to get, before we get started, I really want to stress that that is not a racist yeah, I was, uh, I was wondering uh, pronunciation. About it's not a racist uh, voice that I'm doing. It's a horror day because it's uh, it's horror is the yeah. thing. I'd like to go first. Okay, okay. Ding a ling a ling ling. 
Welcome to Mark's uh, travel agency, where I will sell you a lovely horror day. Weird way to say that last word wrong. Um, hey, uh, so, uh, you know, um, thinking about planning a trip. Uh, and uh, just, uh, I just want to kind of somewhere exciting and fun and new. Okay. Bring it. Or like, have you got any suggestions? Yeah, yeah. How about a trip to Central Romania? You'll stay in a lovely Airbnb in the Carpathian Mountains that is actually a 15th century castle run by a lovely, if a little mysterious, elderly gentleman who is rumoured to be a Transylvanian noble. You'll likely have the place to yourself as he is often away attempting to expand his Airbnb business in <laughs> London. But make sure you dress warmly unless you want to end up coffin. Um, the, um, well, that sounds lovely. Um, that, that sounds like a very nice Ferratu <laughs> experience. Sure. I guess. Hello. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Welcome to Mark's Travel Agency, where I will sell you a lovely horror day. Hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I don't have access to the internet, so I thought I'd come and get someone else to plan my horror day. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just wondering what you've got on offer for okay. me. Well, how about an island getaway? Yes. You'll sail to a secluded island in the South Pacific, yeah. and there you will inhabit a room in an enclosed compound as the guest of an eminent physiologist who emigrated from London. Dr. Someone, I can't remember the name. Ah. And as I can tell that you're an animal lover, yes. you will have the time of your life as the island is home to some very rare and unusual species. Some of them may look eerily familiar, but I assure you they are quite unique to the island. You will find it quite a transformative experience. Yes, it may even bring out the animal in you. More or less. <laughs> That's a great pun, though. <laughs> we worked really hard on that. Uh, does it have a pool? <laughs> it's an island, Chris. The whole outside of it is a pool. Oh, top notch. Just be careful of the seal woman. I'll send you my bank details. <laughs> ding a ling a ling a ling ling Welcome to Mark's <laughs> travel agency, uh, where I will sell you a delightful horror day. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, that's racist. <laughs> No, he is really, he is harrowed. <laughs> Just, listeners, I want to stress again, this is not a racist voice that I'm doing. Not. I am, it's a, it's a, a portmanteau, if you will, of the word horror and the word holiday. Horror day. Welcome to Mark's travel agency where I will sell you a lovely horror day. Hey, me, Reiki. <laughs> me, Reiki, very much. Me wanty holiday. You give me holiday, me love you long time. <laughs> okay, then. Well, why... <laughs> we're going with that? All right. Well, why not visit the... Uh, uh... <laughs> uh, holy crap. It's a no, one it's nation the, it's senator. It's racist episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, why not visit the Aokigahara Forest at the base of Mount Fuji mm. in Japan, also known as the Sea of Trees, the Death Forest, or the Suicide Forest. Every year, as many as 30 people choose this destination for their ultimate holiday. You'll be dying to return. That sounds... De Oh, that's my phone. I'll come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm British. <laughs> yeah, you're doing characters now. Okay. Awesome. Um, welcome. No, I'm to just, I'm just uh, making it clear that I, I speak the Queen's English. <laughs> And I've been oh, I trained see. at Oxford. Uh, I see, I see. This is way more racist. <laughs> <laughs> what you're implying is that my character uh, didn't speak English. I implied no such thing. I've never met you, sir. Well, welcome, welcome to Mark's Travel Agency, where I will sell you a delightful horror day. Oh, thank God for that. Not racist. Is it a, uh, some kind of pun, isn't it? <laughs> it's some kind of pun I know I learned about it. It's a pun or it's a portmanteau. All it's, right, it's, fair enough. Uh, now I can see you look, uh, despite you being British, uh, yeah. uh, you look to be budget 
conscious. Oh. Is that the case? Are you budget conscious? Absolutely. I lost all my money in the crash of 87. <laughs> Despite you being British, <laughs> you look budget conscious. What has happened to this segment? <laughs> well, well. Yes. Imagine if this segment got audited. <laughs> Disaster. We are going straight to media watch. Well, why, why not keep uh, your holiday domestic and yes. take a trip to, say, Snowtown in South Australia, oh. Wolf Creek, or perhaps the Belangelo State Forest. Yeah. You'll find it quite economical. Applause. Oh, what? Okay, okay, that's horror day. That's ecological. Uh, that's the end of March. Uh, it sounds fantastic. Well, thank you very much. I'll take my thing and pay you in British pounds. Goodbye. This is the first segment that I've edited in my head as we've been going. <laughs> oh, very good. <sighs> hey, guys, can yes. I read a story? No, please. Can I read the final chapter of Winks? Oh, oh. Yes, please. Um, it's good, actually, this one. It's, uh, despite the fact that the last two stories weren't on theme at all, this one... Has definitely a horror motif. That's because most of the other stories have been horror as well. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Shut up. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we could have done the whole episode as just winks. With just the winks episode. Yeah. <sighs> you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> this, this story is called, uh, with the, the usual theme music queued up, Winks Winds Up. The end-of-day bell rang at Woodlands Primary School for cute, fluffy animals, and all the little creatures poured out of their classrooms and began to frolic together in the afternoon sunshine. Beth the Buzzard had a lovely tea party on the lawn with Paul the Pigeon. Paul had Tourette syndrome and kept calling her a cunt, but look, it was a beautiful day and <laughs> Beth didn't seem to mind. George the Giraffe and Oscar the Otter were having a gargling competition. <laughs> Molly the Mollusk and Mandy the Mole drugged Eric the Eel and then used him as a jump rope. Clive the Caribou, Gary the Gopher and Richard the Raccoon took it in turns to cheer up Humphrey the Rabbit, who was upset because his name wasn't even remotely alliterative. (laughs) All the animals in the towns were having merry fun with their little friends. All except one. Winks the Ferret stood in his tiny backyard all by himself kicking a football straight up in the air and catching it again. Winks had seen football on television and he was pretty sure that the game was better if more people played, but sadly he could not convince any of his little woodland chums to join him this afternoon or at any other time in his life. He was contemplating this tricky dilemma when Mother Ferret called to him from the house. Winks, someone has left a package for you on the front doorstep. She bellowed in a friendly yet strangely incongruous voice from the earlier times when I'd done her voice. It didn't <laughs> sound like that at all. Who cares? Winks paused only to be hit on the head by the football he had kicked up in the air a second earlier. He was too excited at the prospect of this mysterious package to care as he ran in an awkward fashion around the house and onto the front porch. Near the front door was a small wicker basket with a note pinned to its handle. The note read... Two winks. Please take care of my baby because I don't really want to. (laughs) It was unsigned. Winks carefully pulled back the blanket that covered the basket and there inside was the tiniest, cutest baby possum he had ever seen. As soon as the baby possum's impossibly wide eyes focused on Winx's furry, quizzical face staring at him, he smiled and began to gurgle happily. Winx picked him up carefully and the little baby possum grabbed at his finger. Blinking back tears of happiness, Winx said, I will be your father and you can call me Papa Winx and I shall call you Little Winklet. (laughs) And we shall live together and never be alone in this big, big world. The little baby possum cooed happily, blissfully unaware that he had just been given the dumbest name in history. (laughs) Mother Ferret was inside the house, cleaning her impressive collection of large antique kitchen knives. (laughs) Meanwhile, Winx's stepfather, Gustav the Stoat, was polishing the hair trigger of an enormous loaded elephant gun. (laughs) He was using methylated spirits. 
He was mainly using the methylated spirits as a delicious beverage. <laughs> and this may have been one of the reasons why he was also mumbling something about the government and swatting at tiny invisible bats. Suddenly, Winx ran into the house with little Winklet tucked up safely in his arms and screamed, Look, everyone, I have a son! Mother Ferret was so startled by Winx's sudden ejaculation that she tipped <laughs> over her knife block and sent a razor-sharp butcher's knife flying straight at Winx's head. Meanwhile, Gustav, drunk and hallucinating, thought Winx was a fat ghost and instinctively <laughs> fired the gigantic bullet at his head. Winx was certainly in a pickle. Luckily, the bullet hit the butcher's knife in midair, just inches <laughs> in front of Winx's head, and Winx and his brand new baby, little Winklet, were perfectly all right. Cripes, said Winx, that was a lucky escape. Maybe at last my luck is changing and things are starting to go my way. Unfortunately, little Winklet, the cute little baby possum, was so freaked out by the sudden noise of a gun being fired that it leapt at Winx's face and bit at it, <laughs> biting it to pieces with its tiny, sharp possum teeth. Before Mother Ferret could help, or Gustav the Weasel could laugh and point, the entire front of Winx's head was a bloody pulp, and he collapsed uselessly to the ground. Mother Ferret decided to cryogenically freeze Winx <laughs> until a cure could be found for having your face bitten off by a baby <laughs> possum. After Winx was frozen and put in a box on a shelf in an enormous refrigerator, Mother Ferret divorced Gustav the Stoat and became a Buddhist monk and brothel owner in Tibet. <laughs> Little Winklet, the cute and possibly rabid baby possum, was destroyed by authorities as a safety precaution. They used a flamethrower. <laughs> but this is not where the story ends. Mm. Winks was revived from his cryogenic coma 10,000 years later by an alien race of tiny blue people who were all called Troy. <laughs> Said beep a lot for some reason and now ruled the planet Earth. Once he had been fitted with a robotic mouth and a new fur and silicone face, he was able to ask these strange new people what had happened. As far as we can figure, the animals in Woodlands, and indeed the world, all died about one week after you went into cryogenic hibernation, said Troy. Beep, said a different Troy. <laughs> but how? asked Wings, who was naturally a bit concerned. Every living creature on the planet caught a horrific plague, which started with some animals from the woodlands who breathed in charred, rabid possum smoke. <laughs> Explained the first Troy. Beep, said the second Troy. Beep indeed, agreed a new Troy who had just entered the room. But what is to become of me? sobbed Winx. I have no family and friends left alive. But you have something very valuable to us, said the third Troy. Beep, said the fourth Troy, who was just passing through. You have an optimistic nature, a sweet outlook and a pure heart. These are very valuable commodities to us in this day and age, said the first Troy. We would be honoured if you would teach us your ways, said the third Troy. Some of the Troys beeped in agreement, while others just beeped for no reason at all. <laughs> and so Winx lived out the rest of his life amongst these strange new blue people who were all called Troy. He had many students and he taught them to see the world the way he did, with an unfeasibly ridiculous amount of love and excitement. Winx the Ferret was a very popular and respected member of the community. He made many friends over the years and was never lonely again. The end. Oh, it's a happy ending. Look at that. End of the series on an up. Wow. I am. Um, uh, that's how you do it, Stephen King. So, uh, horror immediately made me think of phobias. Do you good. Do you have a phobia, James? Um, it's a good question, actually. Mm. I, I'm sure I do. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of one that just sort of leaps. Not spiders, snakes. I don't like leaping spiders. Leaping ants. <laughs> um, no, leaping ants. I'm yeah, okay. yeah, good. Um, I, I mean, I don't like snakes or spiders. Yeah. Uh, but a, a I don't know if I phobia, because it's something that I can, I can control my panic. Yes. Okay. So I probably have a healthy distrust yeah. of uh, snakes and spiders. Yeah. But, like, for me, a phobia is about an irrational fear. Spiders right. and snakes can hurt you. Because I think I, I have family members who are afraid of snakes yeah. 
Uh, and another one who's afraid of spiders and I can't look at pictures of them, which I think is oh, – yeah, that's no, a phobia. That's a phobia. No, no, no. I'm okay with that because I understand deep in my heart that a picture of a spider won't bite. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. give me a that's, paper cut. That, that is just evolutionary health. Um, so – Is it? Sparky, how about you? Do you have a fear? Uh, I think we've, often, dis- fear? we've often discussed uh, my my particular neuroses on this podcast yeah. uh, that, that do include spiders. Yes. I don't like spiders. Am I afraid of pictures of spiders? Maybe a little bit. I don't <laughs> like looking at them. You wouldn't check out mug shots uh, of spiders in a police station? Probably not. But weirdly, snakes, not particularly scared of them. Uh, not particularly scared of snakes. Even ones that can kill you. Okay. I have I have, I have, have stood fairly close to um, snakes in the wild yeah. that are fairly deadly yeah. and have not been particularly bothered. Yeah, I'm probably, I would probably saw myself. But yeah. Um, is that, that maybe just a healthy What is your fear? phobia, Chris? Well, I, I think it probably is snakes. I, again, don't have one of those phobias that is absolute, I can't look at the photo. Mm. Um, and it's possibly because I I did consume a lot of horror movies when I was younger. You so, should have watched them. You know, I was, <laughs> no, it's true. But they were so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what your uh, fear of clowns is actually called officially? The uh, psychological I I, term? I, oh, I think I probably do know, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's cooldrophobia. Coolrophobia. Cool C O U L. Sounds cool. pretty cool. Rophobia. Scared of cool people. You're a coolrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I thought I would throw out a few other phobias and see if you guys can figure out what they are because the, <sighs> the naming of phobias is so bizarre. Well, often it comes from a Latin root. Yeah, that's mm. right. Um, I'm afraid of Latin roots. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A blutophobia. Anyone? A blutophobia. A fear of of going to the bathroom. Yes, that's what it is. A fear of bathing. Um, Ergophobia. Uh, Fear of comfortable chairs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a normal and persistent fear of work. Okay. I mean, that's because I was thinking Kogito Ogosom. Yeah, no, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah no, yeah, yeah, a fear too. of work. Love that guy. And there's a lot of that sort of phobia going on in the world. Yes. Iraqi butty phobia. Oh, that's fear. I know um, that one. Um, that's fear of ordering a Middle Eastern ship sandwich. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a falafel. So I think that's a <laughs> uh, it's a fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Now, I'm not making that up. Later on, I will make some up. Right See, now, that's real. Great. Now, premise. okay. So I've 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 eaten a fair amount of peanut butter. Yes. Well, all right. All right. Don't no need to buzz. <laughs> But I don't think it's ever really stuck to the roof of my mouth. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. I've had a stick to the roof of my mouth. I think if I was uh, a Iraqi a, a buddy buttrophobic um, <laughs> that I would just avoid peanut butter entirely because that's it's easy, right? Yeah, It's yeah. not like snakes where you can be walking along, innocently walking through a forest, and then suddenly a snake is stuck to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it yeah. when peanut butter sticks to the roof of my mouth. It gives me a boner. Yeah. yeah. What are you, an Itra buttrophobic? <laughs> <laughs> Fear of obscure people that our international listeners won't know. That have lisps. Yeah. How about genuphobic? Genuphobic? Yeah. Fear of truth. Ooh, how about how about you, Spark? Uh, oh, uh, fear of bowing to a god. You're, Fe- you're a bit closer. Uh, it's a fear of your own knees. <laughs> how... Oh, yeah. I guess bowing. Yeah, go, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't um, bow if you, if you... Whatever that word is. Sure you can. <laughs> Your now you knees. bow from the waist. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else's knees. But then you have to look at your knees. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Depends or, how far you bow. Well, that's true. The act of kneeling as well. Yep. So there you go. Genu- yeah, it does come from genuflecting. Genuflecting, yeah. yep. Geniophobia. Fear of genies. Genies. Fear of wishes. Yeah. Fear of genie little. Yeah. <laughs> for, fear more, of, for more obscure people. <laughs> fear, of, fear of geniuses. Uh, it's an extreme and unwarranted fear and or physical aversion to chins. Yeah. Yeah. Racist joke. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I was going to say, steer clear of James. <laughs> I am in the room. Yep. Oh, I, was, I was debating whether or not to tell a story, and now you've made me decide. <laughs> uh, nomophobia um, is gnomes. Uh, it's, a mo- it's a very recent one, much more recent than the other. Fear others. of the uh, restaurant Noma. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, uh, it's a recent one. Uh, fear of the year 2018. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fear of being without your mobile phone. 
It's, it's a real, it's a real problem. Do they have a name for the for the phantom times when you think that your phone is vibrating? And it isn't. They do, and I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what it's because that's a real thing. Oh, I've, I've it's totally that. a real thing. That's creepy. Yeah. Uh, ghost phone. Yeah, yeah no, I think no, it no. might be called ghost phone. Actually, by the way, for our listeners, I have a big chin. <laughs> That's what Mark is referring to. If you haven't seen a picture of me, it's pretty big. I only brought it up because James brings it up a lot. Do you know what? Do you know it's it's why I don't shave all the time. It's just a big job. After <laughs> your gym's mowing it, I've got to yeah. I've got to put time it's got aside. A small right on mower. I've got to write it on the calendar. All right there, we've all had a go. <laughs> So, um, look up uh, a photo of James on the internet, and uh, and then look up one of his chin. <laughs> Couldn't get both in the one shot. Yep, he's got two Instagram accounts now. Uh, somniphobia, fear of sleep. Correct, An irrational fear of sleep. And then I'm going to try and say this in one go: hippopotamonstrosiquip. Aliophobia. Fear of pronouncing phobia names. Oh, so close. Yeah. F- fear of the Hippocratic Oath. Fear of long words. It is the fear of long words. Ah. It's exactly the fear of long words. Um, what a cunty thing to call that. I've what s- are you? I'm a hippo. <laughs> I have some other. I have some other f- phobias. Uh-huh. That are, wait, wait, wait. Are we getting into the fictional section yeah, of the this podcast? This could be the one. Is this the I, comedy part? This is the one that I think should be phobia. fear of a joke not landing. Fashophobia. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a fear that when you friend your coworker on Facebook, that you might discover they're a psychopathic alt right nutbag. Oh, fashophobia. Oh, see, claustrophobia. Why? That's a real one. A fear of Santa Claus. Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. Technophobia. Fear of dance music. Correct. Arachnophobia. Fear of misspelling the word Antarctica. Fear. Fear of anoraks. Fear that they'll reboot Spider Man again. Jonesophobia. What? Jonesophobia. Fear of withdrawing from talking about phobias. <laughs> fear of Tom Jones. Fear uh, of fear of the song by the Counting Crows, uh, Mr. Jones. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, really? Fear, really? No. Oh. <laughs> fear of someone else's thing is bigger than yours. Um, Jones keeping up with the Jones. Is James's one was better though. Ouch. <laughs> Phobophobia. Fear of phobias. Fear of stuttering. Uh, fear of the first moon of Mars, Phobos. Uh, narcissophobia. Fear of saying no to someone's sister. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay. Fear the way you're taking a selfie with a selfie stick that everyone around you thinks you look like a total wanker. <laughs> and finally, jamophobia. Oh, f- fear of... Jam. <laughs> fear of jam bands. Uh, which is a completely rational fear, I'd have yeah. to say. Fear of improvisation. It's a fear that the office printer will jam while you're printing your tickets to the musical Mamma Mia. Fact bombs. What? Why Mamma Mia? <laughs> Why did you end that scene with that? Yeah. That's how we end fact, fact we got, bombs. We got through almost the whole series without falling apart. And this this episode is a nightmare. This is crazy. This is horror. I know it's hot in here, but shit. Yeah. Like, oh, Christ almighty. Mamma Mia. No, so Mamma Mia. Why Mamma Mia? Well, because it's embarrassing to go to Mamma Mia. Jamophobia. Yeah. What then would you call it if you were printing your tickets to Book of Mormon and they jammed in the printer? There'd be no phobia in that. Kinky boots. That's all right. Kinky boots is good. Yeah. It was Mamma right. Mia. <laughs> I don't know. Here we are explaining to you the premise of your own segment. I don't care. Hey, that yes. insane diversion yes. reminded yeah. me of uh-huh. uh, something. Getting back to uh, Mark's fear of clowns, we were in Adelaide uh, on tour a thousand years ago mm. and we were staying with uh, a lovely guy called Craig who was, our, I think, our promoter for that particular tour and we were playing the Rhino Room. Yep. And um, Craig's housemate at the time uh, was uh, a woman called Fred. Mm. Um, wonderful mm. person, a really nice person, good to have a beer with, good to have a chat to. Um, and she was... A professional clown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was also a very attractive person. Yeah. 
we were all sleeping essentially in her house because we were staying with promoters, Craig. They were, we were yes. all living together. They had the biggest TV that I've ever it was seen. An enormous. I was I was sleeping on the couch and I couldn't find the remote, and so it was just on. It was like night. a window awesome. with television. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I remember getting drunk one night and turning to Fred and saying, "Hey, Fred." Um, do you know that our bass player is afraid of clowns? And Fred said, really? I said, yeah, and you're a professional clown. I said, here's what I want you to do. <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to seduce Mark by like, hey, you know, up for a bit of action one night. I want you to take him into your bedroom and, and like situate him on the bed. Then I want you to say, all right, I'm just going to slip into something more comfortable. <laughs> I want you to go into the toilet, change into your full clown outfit, and then I want you to run out of the toilet at him screaming. <laughs> <laughs> he will never have sex again. <laughs> we never did that. No, fortunately. Yes. But that would have been quite happen. It would have been so funny. Yeah. Like really funny. Epic funny. Yeah. I mean, not for you. No. Mark sounds unsure. Yeah. And speaking of things oh, Mark's fuck. unsure about. Yes. It's the final segment. Woo. Of this series of James <laughs> Tells Mark About His Poo. You did say this series. I am so happy that this is over. <laughs> or is it, listeners? Reboot. James you does different <laughs> kinds of poos, and every week he's going to choose to tell Mark who's reticent about his poo and what it meant. Mark will sigh and be disgusted with James and his bottom custard. But Mark will remain unflustered. Let's talk poo, you crazy bastard. I am going to miss the theme. The theme is great. <laughs> Tempted to reuse you could, it. You could just put another word in instead of poo. James can tell you about anything. Mm, no, because like it's can tell you. It's got this, this rhyming. Yeah, but like glue or stew. There's a lot of things that, uh, Chris, I don't think, it, <laughs> songwriting isn't that easy. James Chris. does different kind of glue. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a thought needs to remain inside, doesn't it? Don't it? <laughs> Uh, you, know the, you know we're recording. This is going to be just, just like the Joy episode. <laughs> Fucking hell. So anyway, because it's a horror podcast, I thought I'd save one of the worst poos for the end. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. So, Mark, yeah. you know the poo that you have, and often you have it away from home, yeah. like you're out and about or on tour or at a truck stop. And you have yeah. this sort of poo, and as you're having it, you go, I'm, I'm going to need a shower. After this, <laughs> it's the sort of poo where no amount of toilet paper is really going to do the job. It's the sort of poo where you go, oh, I wish there were wet wipes and there aren't. Oh, no, now I've got to go on stage or I've got to go back to work and, oh, I haven't done enough of a job of cleaning that poo up. You I don't know? know why I looked at you then. I just I can't look at you while you're doing you know this those, segment. You know those kind of poos <laughs> I'm talking about? Just that that kind of poo. You know what I'm saying? You've been there, right? Sure. Yeah. Tease me about my chin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's James tells Mark about his poo. Ah, this is turmoil. This might be the first podcast we decide not to release. I, uh, um, we decide not to do another podcast. <laughs> I, can, I consider <laughs> band breaks up live. I consider writing my own my own poo story. Just no, so you, I, there is enough Mark. people talking about poo on this podcast, Chris. Yeah. We do not need more people. Can I say, Chris, too? Time and place. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, I'll tell you about my glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll stick. You can do it With radar You can do it With new radar hair groom You'll have control Such confident control You can leave your comb At home Confident control Recently I made a horror film uh, and then uh, we took it to some horror festivals. What was that And it called? was so much fun. It was called Waterbond. Waterbond, there you go. Well, I, feel like we, I feel like we've plugged this we film have, previously. We have <laughs> talked about it recently. Um, but oh, I'm working... Okay. Nice to remind people. They can yeah. look it up. Waterbond, B-O-R-N-E. Yeah. yeah. I'm also working on a new, new horror film mm. um, and I was wondering if you guys would like a short sample. Well, oh, no. Let's listen I, I was to excited it. and now it's just a set up for a podcast yeah. segment. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, was, I thought I was going to get a job out of this. Yeah, I get to be in a horror movie. It's amazing. Nah. It's, you know, yeah. it's called Attack of the Giant Chin. 
Oh, sweet Janine, you're just in time. Hello, Mrs. Johnson. Sorry I'm late. I forgot how remote your house was. Yes. Luckily, that snowstorm they've been predicting hasn't arrived yet. That always ends up cutting off the only road off the mountain. Anyhow, thanks for coming and giving up your Saturday night. I know you teenagers like to get up to all sorts of sexting mischief on the weekends. No worries. I usually stay home and care for my overbearing and mentally unhinged mother on a Saturday night. So this gives me a chance to get out of the house and away from the psychological torment. Great. The twins are asleep upstairs, so they shouldn't be any trouble, but do keep the doors locked. I saw a crazy-looking guy with a machete creeping around in the woods earlier, and 12 teenage girls have gone missing in the woods in the past few days. And, by the way, the lock on the back door doesn't work properly, so I've pushed a chair up against it. It should be okay. Otherwise, have a great night. No problem, Mrs. Johnson. Oh, also, I should mention, a disturbed escaped inmate my husband had wrongly imprisoned in 1984 has been calling and leaving threatening messages, so probably avoid answering the phone. Okay, bye! Great, have a nice night! Sorry, one other thing. Don't go in the basement. Just don't. Even if you hear sounds from down there, it's just, uh, mice. Etc. Damn rats. Mama, come quick. The monster has returned. No, Tommy. It's just in your mind. Now, dear, I'll be back at sunrise. Sunrise? Well, yes. It's uh, just best not to be outside at night. What with the wolves and the land sharks and all the murders and such. So just pop on this amulet, keep this bottle of holy water on you at all times, and have a good night. There's a flaming pentagram on the front door. Yes. Do keep that lid as well. It brings a lovely warmth to the entranceway, don't you think? Anyhow, stay well. Hi, baby. Mrs. Johnson is gone and the kids are asleep. Come around now and we can do it. Have sex. I need to lose my virginity quick. Yeah, I think they have a PlayStation. Okay, see you soon, Bay. Holy crap, you scared the shit out of me. Back to bed, you two. Fuck you, unholy whore Babylon. You two. Get down off the ceiling immediately and back to bed. My boyfriend will be here soon. He will be torn asunder by the minions of our dark lord. So dramatic for three-year-olds. Bed. Oh, good evening, officer. Ma'am, is this your boyfriend? Well, that's my boyfriend's head, yeah. We're going to have to ask you to come down to the station. Is that your police car? Yes, ma'am. The word police is spelled wrong. I painted it myself, ma'am. And you're not wearing pants. Ma'am, you need to come with us. It's not safe for you in this house. I should know. I've got hidden cameras set up all through this joint. Well, thank you for your concern, but I think I should stay here. I've been advised not to go out. Right. Can I come in and hang out? I guess that would be okay, fine. Ah! For you see, it is I, Mrs. Johnson, returned to test your fidelity. And also because I left my rape horn in the study. Now, if you just stand at the top of the stairs to the basement... Damn Babysitting is the worst side hustle. So, I'm trying to get all the segments in before the end of the series. Mm. Here's one called Advice for Young People. Advice, advice for young people. Oi! Real quick one today, uh, the young people, they're always sending me in emails and texts and whatever young people use to send messages. Pigeons, Snapchats. Snapchats, fish bait, um, <laughs> uh, whatever. So um, uh, th- this one that's come through on the old figure beta. 
is this. Hey, you know, what about some beauty tips for our young people? Well, here's my one piece of advice. Don't buy anti-aging cream that has a use-by date. (laughs) That is not good anti-aging cream. (laughs) Also... If you're young, don't buy anti-aging cream. You might accidentally make yourself too young, like a fetus. (laughs) (laughs) Advice to young people. (laughs) (sighs) Well, we've ended that, haven't we? Sure have. We have really ended a lot of that. That is not only the last bit of this, but it's also the last bit of this whole series of Theatre of the World. Thank you so much for listening to it. Um, We would love you, if you could, to tell your friends or go to iTunes and write us a nice review or share it around, carve it into a corpse. Whatever you feel is the best way to get the message of the podcast out there, that would be great because the more people who listen, more people who subscribe, the more people who download, uh, the more likely we are to do more of this shit. And we like doing it. So why wouldn't you? Get on board. Hey, if you like Man Bites God uh, and you want to keep in touch with us while we're in between series, best way to do that is to follow us on Twitter at T-O-T-W podcast or on Facebook. Just look for Theatre of the World. We're on something else now. Instagram. 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 What are we on Instagram? T-O-T-W podcast. There you go. Yeah, so and, and Man Bites God. Yep. So, and and uh, if you like us uh, and you'd like to uh, support the show, the other way to do it is to buy our music. It's all available on iTunes. The band's name is Man Bites God. Search for that and that's us and you can buy our music. Thanks so much for giving your ears and time and ears to this series of Theatre of the World. Uh, we've really appreciated it. Until next we meet. Until next, the talking that we write finds the listening that you eat. (laughs) I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And that was horrific. (laughs) Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com Hello? Hi, how are you? Great. Uh, who is this? Have you ever heard of Wolf Kreiter the Blue Corn Moon? What? I'm asking if you're alone too. Yes, I'm a teenage girl alone in this house. Do you know what I can do to not be lonely? What? You have to tell me. I do not know your truth. Stop being a creep. I just wanted to know if you are going to the mall today. Nah, I have to babysit. Then you may use my tissue I made with love. Uh... I gotta go now. What, but we only just started talking. Later. I'm in your computer. (laughs) (laughs) This is Man Bites God.